Today on the Gamers for Life podcast, we are going to recap the Nintendo Direct that happened last week, some scale-bound news, and much more, coming up here at the Gamers for Life podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast, where each and every Saturday we're discussing all things games, and one of your hosts, Jarrell, with me is my co-host, my right-hand man, and my still uh, celebratory Ram fan, <laughs> Arthur. What's going on, dude? A lot. Uh, <laughs> today, today, you know, before I say my next sentence, just 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 say, you know, I've been off. Uh, but today's the first day where I have I have you know, haven't been had a few celebratory drinks. <laughs> Uh, you know, I had, a, you know, I had, a, had a, you know, small get together for this to watch your bowl. You were, you know, you were there as well as church, yeah. uh, church and out church and alley. Of course, Ivan as well lives here, um, uh, via the housemates. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was cool. You guys, it was cool. You guys came over. Cause like, other than the fact yeah. that the Super bowl, it was really funny. Cause you know, our, uh, cause it started, uh, Ivan and I were talking about it and a little get together. It started out as, uh, we're just going to be pizza and beer. That's all I get. Let's get drill over. Like, you know, because, you know, you're, you know, you're a football guy. You know, we always talk sports after the fact, but like, just either like, uh, just uh, something comes up or something where we all can't get together or something. So it's like, yeah, it's a Super Bowl. Let's see if he's free. Cool. Drills all to come over. And it's like, you know what? It's a Super Bowl. Let's all make food and then like, let's get more people involved. And it was really cool because plus for us, like, apartment wise, you know, we just finally got our couch like what feels like a month, maybe two ago. So not only was it a big Super Bowl thing uh, as a Rams fan, for us, you know, personally, it was kind of like all like quote unquote like not like housewarming, but yeah, you know I mean, because up until now, the, the only furniture we had in my living room was the studio, the table, and the two chairs. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, but dude, man, I but like I called it like literally drunk me called it. I remember playing the video, marriage draw after the after we after Rams won the Super Bowl via Eric Donald before number number 99 ended the game the same way he won the conference against the uh the 49ers was drunk me at the opening uh game of sofi and stafford and the rams the, the season opener you know welcome to cali stafford we'll see you in february <laughs> um so it was really it was really fun uh really fun again by having had, had a decent number of like leftover snacks and beer that have been finding a home in my stomach <laughs> um <laughs> And I didn't catch the parade only because it was too early. In the mo- it was too early. Yeah. Like, w- why? Like, hey, hey, sports fans. I mean, there were a lot of people there, as it should be. But, like, if they would have put that to, like, noon, way bigger crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, which, as you know, for those of you that have seen the clips or that watched the, <laughs> the Rams Super Bowl, Rams Super Bowl parade, um, when it comes to said drinks, uh, I was not the only one partaking in them. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know yeah, what it got, is. They got smashed, right? dude. I don't know what it is when when teams in nice weather celebrate. Like you know, like last year was the whole Tom Brady being quote unquote you know, uh, you know divisive when he threw when he threw the Lombardi Trophy across to a different boat. He's like, I had some margaritas, sorry. And I liked I liked the interview with Gronkowski about that. Said it's like, well, yeah, we've been celebrating in Boston in February for years, and now we're in we're in Florida. This is awesome. <laughs> so you know, Stafford's been you know, so Stafford's you know been spending his last few Fe- his thirteen last thirteen Februarys in Detroit. Welcome to sunny California, man. It's nine in the morning. It's ten in the morning. Fuck it, get drunk, wear a t shirt. Fuck it. <laughs> 
but uh yeah so i've been having a good, a good interesting week uh as a rams fan and now i'm not looking forward to the off season i feel like it's like i was talking is this what people feel like when they get into a show like game of thrones and they have to wait for the next season is this what that feels like this is exactly what it feels <sighs> like arthur it's such a daunting task because you're like okay what else can i get invested in that i can kind of kind of give a shit about baseball seasons around the corner but it's like eh, yeah you know but yeah exactly exactly so uh yeah cheers uh to the rams obviously uh you know uh, and thanks for yeah thanks for having me over that was a really fun time most definitely being able just to it's just really dope energy you know it's cool people over eat and watch the games good stuff yeah so. got a lot of food got me drinks i definitely like i definitely like the the, the real talk we had they're like not talk but the real moment we had it was like hey guys look we're about 30 ish over 30 we've it's like third quarter we had a lot of food a lot of beer Anybody want some Tums? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys got into my bag. I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, like real, real dog, man. Heartburn and antiacids a fucking thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's been hell. Hey, and you know, if any youngins are, if any youngins are watching, like, man, what are you talking about? Just watch. You will get to a point. You'll get to a point where, like, you'll cut off. You'll cut yourself off from drinking beer. Not because, like, not because, oh, responsibly, I'm too drunk or et cetera. You're just like. Dude, if, if I drink two more, I'm gonna get myself. I'm gonna get myself some serious fucking heartburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get started in the video game realm, uh, be sure to like, subscribe on the YouTube channel so you can catch all the dope stuff that we're having here for the Games Life podcast. When it comes to episodes, when it comes to uh, Arthur streaming, now on YouTube. Uh, now on YouTube. So yeah, we have for those of you who are used to us being on Twitch. We've kind of like migrated over to YouTube. It just makes more sense. It's an all-in-one platform. So you see Arthur streams, you see our episodes, you see our video game clips. So this is kind of the home right now for Gamers for Life. So be sure to like, subscribe on the Gamers for Life channel so you can check out those Gamers for Life streams. And then for anything else, when it comes to like the audio podcast and whatnot, uh, you can go to linktree.com forward slash Gamers for Life, the number four life. So be sure to do that. Uh, and here at the Games for Life podcast, we watch, uh, we read the news while you can uh, watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode. So you can choose what you want, uh, or if you just want to listen to the whole or watch the whole thing, you can do that as well here in the Games for Life podcast. A little bit of housekeeping notes uh, today, Arthur. Not too much. We didn't have an episode last week, so obviously we do kind of want to talk about a little bit of this Nintendo Direct. Oh, yeah. Uh, that previously occurred. And uh, to my understanding, they dropped some decent stuff. Uh, did you get the chance to watch that by chance? Uh, no. Um, yeah. I mean, but again, if we want to play, bing- um, you know, play bingo, no new, I- no new IP. again i i jokingly shin nintendo but again it's they hard know their business model their fans hard know their business model and it works yeah yeah. that's why well to a point that's why i lost my shit over that one huge nintendo direct i was like been at a three what the fuck yeah exactly they're like whoa (laughs) yeah definitely so uh so Gordon IGN here just to read off a couple of the things that they dropped and announced. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has been announced for September oh, of this year, which is pretty dope. I remember when you know working at GameStop, there's a GameStop edition for Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii, and uh, a lot of those collectors they're actually buying those and kind of flipping them because they're there's something exclusive in them, and uh, they they were they were up there for a little bit of cost back in the day. 
Yeah, Sony on a large scale, I would say you know Sony's definitely known for its share for its JRPGs, uh, but uh, Xenoblade Chronicles for a long for a long time with Nintendo has has been a highly rated game has been a highly rated game and series. So I'm so that's I'm so I'm um I know a lot of people are gonna be I know a lot of people are gonna be excited for that one. Very nice, very nice. Uh, continuing on here, we got Mario Kart Deluxe. Uh, looks like you get up to 48 new tracks with this paid DLC uh, through 2023. So it looks like they have a booster uh, course pass. So they're adding some additional courses here for Mario Party Deluxe. It's pretty sweet there. Uh, you got Fire Emblem Warriors. You got three host features, characters from Fire Emblem. Uh, the three houses uh, looks like it'll be arriving on Switch June of this year for that Fire Emblem there. Uh, Mario Strikers, a game that I, I definitely remember uh, stocking the shelves back in the day. Uh, there's a Battle League that's going to bring a 5v5 soccer action to the Switch. Uh, I definitely It's funny, Arthur. One thing that I do appreciate as far as their continuity for Nintendo, when it comes to support for the Nintendo Switch, I mean, you know, they're treating it like any other console. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it kind of surprises me just because of how they designed the system where, you know, it's a handheld, but you can also put it in the little dock and put it on the television, you know, and uh, kind of like sticking to that, you know, like not redesigning mm-hmm. their stuff. Like, and it seems like people are pretty happy with it for the most part. You know, I, I'm always curious of how often people are, are playing mo- like via mobile outside of their house, because that's like the one thing that I always laugh about handhelds. Where yeah. it's like, and I'm guilty of this too, right? So when it comes to just, oh yeah, I want to buy a handheld so I can play on the go, and then I find myself most of the time I'm playing it's inside my house, <laughs> you know. So but, I just find it to be kind of funny. It reminds me of that one commercial that people joked on of like someone gets home. That one Switch commercial, remember, where someone gets home, doesn't make it to the room, they just sit in the hallway. Yeah, that's where the people play their Switch. Yeah, <laughs> playing on the bus and stuff. Well, I remember the Vita was some place like that. Oh, on the bus to get perfect Wi-Fi. I was trying. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to look. I was trying to look it up, but sometimes you know Google doesn't the way you, the way it worked the way you wanted to. Um, <clears throat> this forty-eight tracks thing is that the that has to be like up there with one of the biggest, largest DLCs ever to drop for a racing game. Like uh, I, I, I in recent memory, I mean, like four. That's fucking huge. I mean, definitely when it comes to um, from a value perspective too, right? Um, it looks like it's twenty five bucks. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad, definitely. And then it, I guess for those who are members of the Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack program, they actually get this for free. So, um, hey, so if you're part more, of that already, more value, more value into that because you know upon yeah. face value, the whole point of that pack is like is like nostalgia archiving. You know, you know what I mean? So like so forty yeah. like forty eight fucking tracks, that's right up there with them. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Uh one uh, thing I'm kind one thing I'm kinda of disappointed in in one thing I'm kinda of disappointed in the Switch that I know you're I think on the opposite end of this with me. Um Star Wars Hunters. The Farmville game. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that's also coming out for iOS and Android. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it is a super surprise me, but it's just one of those uh moments. By the way, um, we ups uh, the one upside. If there is an upside to that game, it's free to play. So the fact oh, is, okay. the fact that Star Wars Hunters, which again is a game we keep joking about, that it's a Star Wars game coming out for the Switch and iOS and Android, so mobile uh, adaptations uh, that's made by the same people that made Farmville. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and the fact it's and the fact it's free to play this just has mobile freemium mobile freemium all mobile freemium you know quote unquote freemium all over it yeah so definitely definitely um <sighs> but yeah it looks like it looks like a lot of these announcements it's to do with you know, uh, some like some sequels for for old game from old games. Uh, you got Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. They announced that for Switch, which is great, I guess. Oh, they're getting The Force uh, Unleashed. Uh, yeah, yeah, from the, the from from two thousand and eight. The <laughs> hey, I <laughs> own title. I own I own those games thanks to the Xbox Games for Gold, you yeah. know, membership. I have not played them. But again, they're definitely in the category of I need to and or and or, you know, you know, it goes people that have played them go like you need to play it. So <laughs> fortunately, it's fun. I mean, before um, what's the what's the the one you were streaming? What's the name Fallen, of that one? Fallen Order? Yeah. So before Fallen Order, I feel like the fortune lease was was like kind of like up there for one of the like high quality mm-hmm. Star Wars games in that particular style. Yeah. So, yeah, it and it was one of the more modern games that took place in that one in that time frame yeah. in, that, in that era where you can kill you can kill you can kill stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need, I need, that, I need, that first that first that first level was just like the most epic thing in the world too. Playing Darth Vader, destroying the planet, killing everybody. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I mean, that was that was pretty uh, amazing. <laughs> I I need, I need to I need to get back in the fallen order, but between work and uh, this past week of work and then the Super Bowl stuff. Or just prepping for the Super Bowl stuff, like I told you, like that weekend was just oh, super busy. Yeah. I need I need to get back into it. Right on, yeah, definitely. Yeah, people would love to watch it. I love you, you know, to watch you stream it. So yeah, because I can't fucking jump for some reason in that game. <laughs> Don't know why. I'm... Uh, but yeah, man, uh, you know, not a whole bunch of. I mean, there is a bunch of stuff, but it's not like groundbreaking information. Um, no new, no new. This may be shocking, but. Uh, no multi-billion-dollar acquisition while we've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nintendo has stuck to its guns, and you know they're like, nah, like we don't like that's not what we do here. <laughs> so, rightfully so, I guess, for Nintendo. So, um, I wanted to talk about this really quick. I, I should have started with this, but I did want to cover this. Arthur brought this to my attention. And I did want to be sure to bring it up. So last, uh, not last week, but the week before last, we were talking about Dying Light 2, how some of those initial impressions were a little bit bleak when it came to some of the bugs that a lot of these reviewing companies and game companies, news companies were experiencing when they were reviewed before reviewing the game. The early, early, early release, early release. Yes. (laughs) Um, And it seems like for one, the day one patch did in fact fix, I would say maybe 80%, if not more, of the bugs that were uh, happening, but also uh, it's getting a uh, serious playtime, consecutive playing playtime, one of the highest on Steam in particular. Uh, and then I've even seen a few reviewers that have uh, taken down old reviews to re-review it, which I'm like, that is super freaking noble, because because like, <laughs> like places like Gamespot, they just fucking will butcher a fucking review, bro, and they will not they will not you know be accountable for how they butcher a review. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to see that Dying Light Two is starting to you're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. I know, I'm sorry for the puns, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like for me personally, just as kind of like that that bargain gamer, I'm still probably just gonna wait till it's on sale and buy it again and buy it. Um, but yeah, yeah, and you know, because you know, I love the I love the first I love the first one, and um, and the reason I haven't bought this one personally yet is because you know, like I mentioned, um. 
between Game Pass, between Game for Gold, and then actual titles coming out, like we said, February has a lot of games coming out. You know, and I buy games. I I buy my games based on playtime, not release date. So like, if four main, if four major titles are coming out in like one month, aka like February, I'm gonna buy one, maybe two, um, just cause. Uh, just because I can't give the game the, the other games the time, and plus knowing my luck, by the time I do finally jump on another one, by then it's already on sale or something. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or 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 in more recent history, or possibly on Game Pass. I remember exactly, I bought exactly. Ace Combat Seven and Kingdom Hearts Three during the month of November one time because that's just my birthday, and I was like, "Happy birthday to me!" And literally, the literally um, January first of whatever year, poof, Ace Combat Seven. And Kingdom Hearts 3 are now on Game Pass. I'm just like, God. Uh, that reminds me when I bought all the seasons for Breaking Bad. They ended up being on Netflix a month after. I'm like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? God damn it. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, again, because Dying Light was one of the games we were hopeful for. But like I said, like I said, that was one of the games we didn't expect to be super buggy with how transparent, how up to date, and how open with the community the developers were. So again, so like I said, I was I was, you know, nervous, not like I was kind of like neutrally concerned of on on face value when they say a day one patch is gonna fix like a thousand things. That was some of the clickbait articles we saw. But again, a thousand a, a thousand things can be like if they fix two things with one gun, that's two things versus you know, et cetera. Right. And but again, if from what we've seen, what we've seen since the since the early reviews, since launch, since that day one patch, it's getting it's getting it's getting well reviewed. It's it's pretty much it's literally averaging seventy nine percent for every console for uh, Xbox. Um, um, this is via Metacritic. Dying Light Dying Light Two via Metacritic is averaging seventy nine seventy nine percent for PlayStation Five for PC and Xbox Series Xbox Series X. Nice, which yeah. is awesome. And there's already apparently there's already a ton of Easter eggs people are finding, like the Nimbus. Uh, the Nimbus um, uh, broom, like the flying broom from Harry Potter. Um, there's force powers. There's a bunch of other stuff. I think like Freddy Cougar claws, not Freddy Cougar claws, uh, uh, Wolverine, Wolverine claws. And there's again, there's a bunch of Easter eggs. Again, when you when you to a point when you see when you hear an open world RPG, it's gonna be upwards of 500 hours. And a game like Dying Light, because the first one had the first one had had Easter eggs too. Yeah. Um, the the two I found off the top of my head were Excalibur, mm. which is kind of annoying because with the pickable weapon you need to hold X, and there's a circle that goes around, right? You literally had to hold X for like five minutes straight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> to retrieve Excalibur. Damn. Um, and then the other one of the other Easter eggs I found the first one was a Plants vs Zombies area. Oh it's nice! Like, it was really towards the end. It was really towards the end. And you're like in these mountains, you're supposed to go through like this left canyon, but I'm like, okay, let me go through the right canyon. And there's this shed and a pick a fence and there's like watermelons. I'm like, what's this? And all of a sudden the zombies and their dying light models are wearing buckets and cones. And I'm like, oh, cool. The monster zombies. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so again, so as a, as a fan of the first dying light, as a fan, of course, you know, um, I mixed up. Is this deep silver attack land i mix them up because remember those are the ones that branched off to do dying light and then continue continue to do the uh <laughs> dead island yeah i think it is deep silver let me double check really quick i forget it was kind of like a call of duty thing like some people let like re respawn and activision did their own thing yeah yeah, but uh yeah so together they made... oh uh this is Techland. Deep Techland, silver, okay silver, yeah I'm, I'm a fan of tech yeah i'm a fan of Techland. I'm, I'm a fan of their work my fan of dying like one i'm happy i'm happy it's getting good reviews i'm oh. I, i'm happy that they have fixed 
plus not just wrong this is, seems to be like at least compared to shitty last year to shitty last year this seems to be one of the first triple triple a games at least that actually fixed things since right. the early release because that was my initial worry right i was like damn we're starting off the year with a fucked up game but it's like they're, like they're like nope because <laughs> i you know like we joke about it like battlefield had an early launch or a quote-unquote a quote-unquote beta fixed to nothing <laughs> that was my last hope dude it's so funny because for those of you who were who were uh, listening to those episodes from uh from last year when we were talking about it and i was saying in particular i said i'm a little worried about battlefield I said I wanted to do well. Everything else has has been a disappointment, and I really wanted to do well. You know, we were just like, well, we'll just wait and see. And 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 sure enough, it fucking it, it disappointed to a ridiculous proportion that I had no idea that it would be that bad. Like it was it was almost like an entirely different team, and they forgot how to even make Battlefield in the first place. So I was like, this is the reason. And and to your point, it's like this is the reason why I feel like a lot of gamers do not pre-order. You know, nope. they do not pre-order. So. You know, they really, uh, it, I, I can't remember the last time I have pre-ordered a game. It's been a long time. Um, I can't, the, I can't think of the last time I pre-ordered, I think the last time I pre-ordered a game with money, and this actually might be the same with you, uh, which in the long run, I don't regret my decision because I'm so happy for that team. I, I think they did a good, good job, but they just fell to the wait side for the end game stuff, which is not the worst thing. Um, but Outriders from people that from people can fly. I paid full money for it. I don't think I pre-ordered it, but I did pay a full sixty. Definitely. Same, same. And um, um, one sec. <clears throat> um, so you know, Outriders was last time. Like I said, I I think I've I've you know said paid full paid full money and pre-ordered for a game. Right. Because I have quote unquote pre-ordered a game. Um, but a lot of it's been a lot of it that was like Game Pass. You know, hey, this is gonna be on Game Pass day one. Actually, no. For me, Far Cry Six. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Far Cry Six. Um, but uh, but again, you know, with with the shit show and the large picture that was the last year of, let's just make these games really some not working at launch, fix them as they come out. You know, speaking of that, there's quote unquote breaking news, a new update for Cyberpunk 2077 for next gen consoles. And I'm just like, I'm going to wait for two more years worth of patches. Like, again, for more reasons than one, they just gave off Fallout 76 vibes. And like Fallout, like Fallout 76, that game was really not fucking playable, in my opinion, till three years after launch. You know, it's funny. I still, I, um, and this is to solidify your feelings about the game. Uh, uh, you know, I was on the Instagram, you know, via Gamers for Life. And yeah. I, I posted something about Starfield. And someone was like, man, I hope it's not going to be another Fallout 76 situation. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, Arthur's not alone. <laughs> yeah, he, was like, like, he was like, man, the whole bag situation was fucked up. <laughs> Dude, exactly. I was, like, I was like, well, Arthur's not alone because yeah, he's he's worried about that too. So yeah, rightfully so. So, yeah. so you know, after last year, again, after last year, and dying light, dying light, shaky but recoverable launch, we can say, um, um, you know, I wonder, I wonder how much Peter is gonna be a thing moving forward. Yeah. And 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 and, 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 and a quote, a, a partial rebuttal to that is say, well, Arthur, betas. And early releases are more of a thing, yeah. and I can say, well, 
those don't matter anymore because look at because again because look at all look at all these games that had these and they didn't fix anything <laughs> yeah or just they really took things away right i remember battlefield there's some things were like they was this was in the other beta and they took it away for this like yeah yes dude battlefield took away a scoreboard and extra and took away extra points for a headshot that's like that's like multiplayer fps 101 yeah a, a fucking scoreboard oh and you gotta kill <laughs> Oh, we got to kill for you a headshot. Here's extra points for you. No, yeah. like, and that's the thing. That's the thing when it came out. So and that's the thing that, that hurt me so bad. Cause that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite aspects about battlefield is it is um, against the other, all these shooters battlefield was the one game where you felt like you were leveling up or like on the leaderboard really high up for doing, doing your, doing like playing the objective or doing your class thing again we me my friends caleb ivan and victor we still play battlefield one and we still laugh fucking laugh at these people to get like 60 kills and we'll get more points than with like five with five kills because we're constantly healing people we're constantly fixing vehicles we're constantly resupplying ammo victor's on a horse just constantly giving out health and ammo stabbing people with the lance <laughs> like i said people will get 60 kills in battlefield one and we'll get more points than with single digit kills that's battlefield to me yeah yeah definitely definitely um i wanted to talk about some before we go into skill bound um this is kind of my theory uh, regarding to Grand Theft Auto 6, so earlier this year, nah. uh, earlier, or, or I guess, I, I guess earlier this this year, the first of this year, they were talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. I was like, hey, like it's in development, you know, they're working on it. And I was thinking about this, right? Because we've been bitching about GTA 6, rightfully so. As far as like, where the fuck is the game? What the hell? You know, it's been like almost 10 years. And um, constructive, constructive, vulgar criticism. Yeah, constructive, vulgar criticism. <laughs> And I had a thought, I had a theory, and I, this is this might upset you, and I hope I'm not right, but I okay. feel that I might be. I think they're making another GTA that's going to span across three or more console generations again. So, so imagine GTA Five, right? You know, the, but again, GTA Online, and how much, how well that did. GTA, GTA 5 is still making millions of dollars a month still, eight years on. Imagine the reason why the, they're taking so long to make GTA 6. They're not Money. Making, they're, Money. Exactly. They're not doing Profit. it every year again. They're doing it to be a, a, a console generation span profit deal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not taking their time because it's... They're not taking their time because oh, it's hard to make it. Yeah, they're not taking their time because games take long. Yeah. No, they're taking a long time because oh man, these checks are nice. Yeah. Ooh, do we really have to put in work for another game, guys? Uh yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's like again, look at their servers. Their servers were shit for years, and again, it wasn't a money problem because they were the most highest grossing, uh, you know, IP IPs in our of our generation. And again, one per one person fixes it over two days and gets a ten thousand dollar check, and poof, over almost overnight, um, their servers their server load times are increased by seventy percent by one person. Right. Um. So the reason it doesn't upset me as much is I am I am I forget if I mentioned this before, but I'm officially on team. I don't give a fuck about Rockstar anymore. I I don't like I'm a, I'm neutral. I don't mm. I don't hate them. I don't like hate hate them, but I don't love them. So it's like good news, bad news. Mm. I'm just like, yeah, that's the new rock star. Yeah. And it's weird. It's weird because this is one of the few cases of like companies changing 
like goals or like I don't say motives, but like changing, yeah, almost like changing motives and goals without changing their creative, without, without, without like the big creative people change, without the big creative people leaving the company. For example, when we say Bioware is no longer the Bioware, what it was is because all the people that made Bioware, what it was are no longer with Bioware. All these other people that were with Halo or, or, you know, these other companies, that made these that made these games that that made these games the company the ips what they were those creative individuals are no longer with that company but we really haven't seen a lot of creative individuals leave rockstar so it's you know know i mean that's what's different about this that's what's different about this rockstar case is rocks to me rockstar isn't the rockstar we once knew but at the same time what makes us different is like again like let's say using bioware as an example these all these creative directors that were that made rockstar arguably what it is they made this company these ips what they are they're still there so these the so the the big decision makers behind the scenes haven't changed their motives had and it's it's, and it's changing in a shittier direction for the industry as a whole as i mentioned just to focus on again money just profit just make just make this make make a game it's almost like it's almost like they did like a it's almost like they made like a shitty MMO thing. The more I look at the more I look at GTA Online, it's like a short scale MMO where they just make it really grindy or fuck you pay me to get money to get these things you want. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's sad cuz I feel like this is it's not even just like from you know, looking at separate individual companies, like all oh, like like this isn't like the Bioware now, or this is the Rockstar yeah. now. Like this is this is the evolution of the gaming industry right now. Like, this is sucks. this is this is the trend. It, it does suck. It does suck. Where where it's you know they're choosing profitability over you know create you know creativity and just kind of like what gamers would want in games. Now it's about what's trending, what's an al- algorithmic, you know, uh, yep. uh, want and used, and you know what's what what are people using the most? They have so much data now, and now they're just kind of they're they're kind of going off that. You know what I mean? So I think for like for PS. For the PlayStation Six, Seven, Eight, the Xbox Series X, S, X. I don't know what naming they're gonna do for the Microsoft. Uh, uh, drill, <laughs> uh, drill, I'm, drill. I'm calling it. I'm call. I'm calling it now. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be more green. No, <laughs> that way. Okay, it's gonna be green. And we already have the Series X, right? Hear me out. The Xbox Series Dos Equis. <laughs> That would do really well. The most interesting man in the world. <laughs> that <little> guy. <laughs> Fucking Phil, Sp- Phil Spencer comes out in that gray suit. Hola. <laughs> that would be hilarious, bro. But, uh, you yeah. know, the only upside I have hope for, uh, not to, you know, talk about the Super Bowl too much, but mentioning that fucking amazing halftime show is if, uh, you know, we get uh, more uh, – you know, Dre, Snoop, NWA, or now Snoop owned uh, Death Row Records, <laughs> Death Row Records stuff in, oh, yeah, the, in, GTA. in the GTA 6 stuff. Because as you mentioned, True. Dre's new album, Dre's new album is like part of the Rockstar GTA their music line, whatever. I know you have a better terminology for that. Yeah. So like, so they have they have a there's a label company within uh, within Take Two. Right, and that's what that's what Dr. Dre signed. 
So he originally signed a contract where there was going to be some exclusivity uh, where you had to get a certain, you know, pack or whatever, I think Grand Theft Auto Online, you know, in order to have access to those songs, like within the radio or whatever. So now, um, to your point, you know, I could see Snoop kind of maybe doing a, a licensing, uh, temporary deal of certain songs from Death Row Records or whatever when he get, recruits more artists and whatnot. So I can absolutely see that. Um, I think to, to close on this segment, I think... For me, oh no, no, no! You do anything wrong at all? Um, I was just saying to close in this segment. I, 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 I feel you on on like you know what? I'm just kind of lukewarm at this point. Like these guys are like these guys are fucking with me. Like I totally get it. I think for me, um, if if they can make a quality campaign, you know, still, then I won't. You know, I mean, I probably must, I won't bitch about it just because for GTA Online I don't really play it anyway. Like I never really got interested into it. I played it like, a few times, but not necessarily to the extent. Uh, the same with Red Dead Redemption, right? Like if they had a yeah. shitty like, and it's funny because I feel like that was a great example because they tried Red Dead Online and people didn't play Red Dead Online, not really. Like they like they 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 kept updating it, but Red Dead Online was nowhere near. Like GTA Online, because most people that played Red Dead Online just wanted to play the campaign. You know what I mean? But they yeah. executed the campaign for Red Dead Redemption 2 so well. And that's a game I that I need to buy. I still need Again, to play that game. It's There's a lot of detail, and it's it's one of those, like, to me, I feel like... I feel like that's the most, currently, that's the most committed Rockstar campaign I've seen. Like, just me playing it, I'm like... Fuck, this is the West. Is there, <laughs> this is, there, is the Wild West. You know. Mechanic wise, is there like a bullet time thing? Um there kind of is, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's the it's, it's still leaning true to that that, you know, spaghetti western dead eye, the dead eye thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they, they 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 do have that, but it's just there's so much detail and there's so much that they apply from a character standpoint, from a geography standpoint, historical standpoint. I feel like it's their most it's their most committed game that they've made. Um, yeah, I definitely need to buy it again. But um, but yeah, so we'll see with GTA Six, man. I want to see what they have cooking up. Um, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of pissed off people, you know, if in fact uh, they they screw that up. Hopefully they don't. You know, I feel like people they are fucked more... up the remix. They did, however, they still made a lot of money, though. They still came up, you know, and, and that's they what did. Sucked. Well, here's the thing. The reason they, the reason they, the reason they came up, because it wasn't people that was continually buying them. It was just how much success they had the first week of launch. I think it's a mix. I I, I, I think for, I think, um, I think it's a mixed bag. I think it's a mix. I don't think you're wrong, but I think there is a mix. I think there's a mixed bag there. I, I, I remember. I remember with how pissed off I was with how with how you know, um, pissed off I was at GTA Five and just how long they're fucking just milking that goddamn tit. Yeah. Um. I I, I, I I called it. I called it. I was like, look, I'll be happy if you give us remakes. Oh, boom! They give us remakes. Fine. I'll shut up. <laughs> I was mad at my word. And then they fucked it. We're like, whoa, remakes that work. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, like how? Like they fucked it. Like how? Yeah. Just like, and again, you know, because you know, I even because when I heard there were bugs, I I was even I I was even a little hesitant myself. I'm like, okay, we have a lot of nostalgia for PS2 games, but hey, remember, PS2 games are fucking buggy. Like, yeah. so when I heard of these bugs, I was like, okay. Are they like, oh, look, a car flooded, now it's back kind of bug? Or like, 
the game's in the un, the game is now becoming in the unplayable category. Yeah. And once I saw how how much not just of one game but all three were having a lot of like into the unplayable category, I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then plug like even aesthetic wise, even aesthetic wise, it, it wasn't even that much of a remake. It was like, it was just like, I I remember as an apology, they. Because remember, at the same time this happened, the same time this remake dropped, they took off the original, they took off the original IPs from the store, so you couldn't buy the original Vice City, you couldn't buy the original Grand Theft Auto Three, you couldn't buy the original San Andreas from the stores. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people don't want to go back to there because they're like, okay, this isn't like even graphic wise, this isn't really an upgrade, and of course, playability mechanic wise, not a fucking upgrade. Let's just go back to the originals. You couldn't, and so an apology was they put them. <laughs> An apology was they put them back on the store. It's like, so it's like your apology is what? So we can give you more money because we bought your other fucking games. So now we buy your old game to, to make up for it. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that, that uh, strategy in general. Cause I think I've seen that with other things too, where they remove the old version to put out the new version. I'm like, that's nasty. So like, yeah. Um, who knows? Like with, you know, with, you know, just june dude all i'm waiting for is june june 2023 <laughs> help us phil spencer your only hope <laughs> every <laughs> other company is letting us down yeah we'll see we'll see what he's got kicking up this year um, so. i will i will say this though again as a guy that's like neither super hyped or no like I'm, again i'm just like in the neutral in the neutral swamp that uh rockstar has put me uh i will say this something that would make me hyped for gta 6 because i think they said it's going to be another the rumors were like time-wise like another modern one like it may take place like they said it may take place in vice city map wise we're arguing rumors but it won't be like an any of these vice city so it can still have the retroness of vice city but still like modern day cars um well one thing i know at least the original fucking ps2s not so much not so much gta5 a little bit there's a few exceptions were the different radio hosts the different djs i think it's perfect timing i think it'll be perfect timing just of how like the popularity and again the 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 super bowl halftime show if they have snoop as dj oh that'd be amazing i'd be perfect timing that'd be amazing That'd be so amazing. I miss Laszlo, damn it. <laughs> He's gone. Oh yeah. And with all the rumors of GTA to GTA six, remember, what's the one thing we know? Laszlo's gone. Laszlo's gone. That's yeah. the only that's the that's one of the only confirmed things we know about GTA six. Yeah. Laszlo is fucking gone. I miss Laszlo so much. Yeah. yeah. Those the, those GTA that that GTA three chat radio, if I could just listen to that, someone oh, must have God. someone must have that on YouTube somewhere because that was some of the funniest shit. Like, I was so dying, good. dying in my in, like just playing the game, but I gotta find that in YouTube. Um, I'm sure someone the, has it. I think one of the best apples to apples of like Snoop as a DJ I can I can compare is what is one of my like I said there are exceptions to GTA Five. One of my exceptions of the DJ the DJs I like is Kenny Kenny Loggins is the fucking host of the classic rock station. Oh, uh, Kale is it KLOS? Their version of KLOS. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but I know he's. Yeah. He, and, and just which is funny because two of his songs are in the game. Uh, of nice. course, Danger Danger Zone and uh, with playing the with the boys. Jesus the, the volleyball. The volleyball. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so again, they are. I think they are small when it comes to their DJs, minus f- the firing or the firing or letting go of Laszlo. Um, but uh, but again, I think. Hey, in, ter- in terms of ears to the ground, what's popular? What gets 
people hyped or get people excited. Get even just rumors, even just rumors of Snoop Dogg being in talks to DJ to DJ uh, one of the radio stations on GTA Six. Emil make people hype for that game. I agree. Um, so transitioning over, I wanted you to kind of kick off this next segment talking about Scalebound. You were reaching out to me earlier this week because there's some potential future uh, potential initiatives of it being brought back from the dead and scaling back into the potential hands of gamers. Uh, you're very excited about this. Uh, but yeah, I wanted you to kind of talk about this, Arthur. The floor is yours. So let's dial it back to 2017, 2018. Platinum Games announced something, to my knowledge, they haven't ever done. Make a cooperative game. And definitely something that's um, one of the one of the critiques that we get even now today is for Microsoft is a lack of exclusives. Yeah. Platinum Game was Platinum Platinum Games, which is the maker of Bandetta, the makers of Vanquish, and that one Heroes game, like Heroes 101 on Switch. Um they were known again known for its amazing combat, its amazing playstyle, its crazy aesthetics, just balls to the wall. Fuck it, this is a this is a fighting game. Um, they were they had announced um, a cooperative a cooperative game for Xbox, and the reason's called uh, kind of with a name. The reason's called Scalebound. If it's just on scale scales like reptiles, it was a fucking dragon game. It was like a fucking dragon hunting game that looked amazing, mm-hmm. and this wasn't like a game that was that was potentially caught in production hell the game was almost gold like the last we heard of it they dropped like a 10 minute fucking gameplay trailer like this game was being made like as much as i as as much as i missed the possibilities of dying light 2 sorry i keep saying that did alan did alan 2 um we only had a, a CGI trailer, and, and and if you are not aware, that means nothing. Like just for yeah. just just yeah. To, for just for context. Side note: <laughs> we we mentioned Anthem. You know, we mentioned Anthem. Why Anthem was such a fucking mess at launch. The developers of Anthem, the game, had no idea what their game was gonna look like until they saw the fucking trailer, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. that's what this game's gonna look like." Uh that's not what we're making. That's not what we're making. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's why, that's what I mean. When you see a CGI trailer, like cool, it may get excitement, but in terms of boots on the ground, hands on keyboard, it means nothing. Again, developers, literally developers, literally working on Anthem had no idea what their game was going to look like until they saw the, the, the E3 trailer. And they're like, Oh that's not what i've been making (laughs) um so but again but again for comparison you know they were we were far beyond that we had fucking yeah gameplay and it looks so fun and pretty much the only reason the only real like quote unquote real reasoning because as gerald as we mentioned it was hard to find there was no really tangible proof why it was canceled like no one got fired nothing like that i forget where but like one interview was mentioned someone someone in xbox was nervous about the success of it which just kind of means they were worried of how they were worried of how um they were worried about how much uh they were worried about how well it would do they were they were worried of how well it, perf- it will perform and if you rem- right. remember if you remember around this time this was like this was like pre this was pre game pass uh, this was just after Phil Spencer started turning Xbox around. This was still around the time when Xbox was more synonymous with the Connect than good games. So, the so the the base so the basis that they're worried how this game will do 
there was a little there was a little validation to that. There was a little validation to that in 2000, 2018 of how well this how well this game will do. Now, but what does suck? Just this particular game, I think, would have done quite well. Again, Platinum Cooperative exclusive. Hell yeah. Um, and the reason we're talking about it is reported by Gamatsu is that the developers of Platinum Games, um, they're um, the, not only are they open to an acquisition, but at the same time, they're open to working on this game again. Mm. So um, so that put two things into the universe. Yeah. That put one, hope of Scalebound. So this one, this one's like, when I was talking about Joel, I was like, ooh, this is a rumor. But like, well, it's not really a rumor. It's more like hope. Yeah. Um, so again, it's not a rumor that Platinum wants to make this game. It's it's confirmed. Platinum wants to make it, um, but they're just throwing out there like, "Hey, Phil Smith, Phil Spencer, we'll make you this game." And then secondary to that, in the same interview at some at the same interview at some point, uh, two things about two things about acquisitions came up. One something that we talked about along with Church is how um, looking at Nintendo, looking a lot, of, looking at a lot of Japanese studios. Japanese studios are really not synonymous with acquisitions, both in buying and being bought. Like we, we're like we're like again, just is it a cultural thing? You know, fucking the, was it um, the what? Who was it? Was it Nintendo that laughed Microsoft Microsoft out of a fucking meeting about buying them or something? Uh, I think it might have been them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, so just so yeah, so acquis again when it comes to Japanese studios. And, and publishers acquisitions they're not they're not synonymous with yeah. with, either, with the buying or the being bought so real quick in regards to the the acquisitions thing it, it was it was asked it was asked about the lack of acquisitions uh present in japanese companies and um uh i only took a, my apologies I took, I took a screenshot this is this is from Kamatsu, but i don't have the exact individual that said this on behalf of platinum i agree you don't you don't see that a lot of acquisitions in Japan and in Japan. And personally, I think it's weird. Uh, Inaba said for some of the first, for some of these big companies with all their money, you sometimes think, come on, buy some companies already. It does feel strange to see Japanese companies being passive all the time. So again, our, so our concerns are at least just general question of, you know, curiosity of why this isn't as present. It seems that even for people in the industry over there, they're just as confused too <laughs> about why it's not as present. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we mentioned of, you know, we mentioned of what's in, what's in a good company. What are some good companies that are, that are, that would be valuable to acquire at this point in time. A lot of things we mentioned were Japanese based companies from software, Capcom, platinum games so um my only thing that my only thing that hopefully hope, hopefully does not come from this <laughs> is playstation fucking buying them and the playstation makes playstation makes scale bound you, you think they're gonna mess it up <laughs> i don't know i don't know man i mean because well because remember um we haven't they haven't they haven't said who or when but platinum did say sony is still on sony's sony's will still look to acquire games that was after the collective womp womp. No one gives a shit announcement of them buying Bungie. Like, great, you bought Destiny and the Destiny TV show. What do you fucking do? Like, that's that's all you buy. And to gamer, and again, even then to gamers, we're like, no one fucking cares. Yeah, it wasn't there wasn't nearly the same uh, perception as uh, the Activision purchase. And, and and even and even then, saying they bought it for like. 6.8 5.8 billion even then people were like you fucking overpaid <laughs> yeah oh yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then and then also the intent of their purchase, right? Because we talked about the last episode. Um, they want to make, uh, make some mo- yeah, they, yeah, they want to make some films. You know, they want to invest it into the studios where it's just very odd you know, because their their own licensing, you know, with uh, their own license or their own agreement with uh, w- with Bungie was like, hey, like. They don't own us right now. We still run our content. We still we have control over what we release, yada yada. You know, part of it's like, damn, like, why did they even do this to begin with? But it seems like the reason is mainly from a movie standpoint versus a video game standpoint, which is kind of weird. But it'll be funny. It'll be funny when Sony launches their own streaming service, and the Last of Us, the Last of Us show is not on it. The Uncharted movie is not on it, but the Bungie movie is. <laughs> right, right. Like, exactly. like the like, yeah, uh... the, the company that made Halo, the company made the company made the company that made Halo, their their quote unquote media uh, media IPs, whether it's a show or a movie, is on the Sony streaming service. But Sony's own Uncharted movie with Tom Holland, and then Sony's own uh, Last of Us movie was it? A, what the Last of Us is a show, right? Last of Us is an HBO series, yeah. A show, okay. I'm, like I said, I'm, it's yeah. it's all. But you're right. They're right. They, I mean, they don't have. They're already kind of fucking this up. I thought that was like the uh, first thing they were going to announce. Because the second the second Sony said they're going to have a streaming service, I'm like, oh, they bought the rights of Last of Us away from HBO? That's a good move. Yeah. Oh, they didn't do that? Oh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so going back to scale, Scalebound before we transition. Um, yeah. Do you think Scalebound, do you think we're going to see an announcement potentially for the C3 this year? Awesome. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, the hope is there. Yeah. And Phil Spencer does have a relative good ear to the ground with stuff like this. Yeah, that's his. To me, I feel like that's one of his best qualities. Is like that was, so connected to the community. It's yeah. It's speaking, of, you know, speaking, you know, good play on words because the first thing he did was like, stop talking about the fucking connect. <laughs> That was like the first thing he did when he came in here. Yeah. Stop talking about the Connect. Stop talking about Xbox TV. Um, again, the hope is there. Like, I, okay. It, by the way, quick question: Is this what you feel every time Kojima opens his fucking mouth? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like i love kojima but like you know, like I, i'm proud of him making it like him starting his podcast him writing his book like he seems to be in his bag he's got his production studio i have no idea what's going on with abandoned on playstation 5 i have no idea what the fuck is happening I want, so like yeah I'm, I'm, i would I'm love with him i would love for kojima to have like just like a just a big dick energy move to write a book and you open up the book it's like nor like a normal book you know the thank yous all the legal shit and then the first page, it just says, it just says, I'm making another Silent Hill game. And the rest of the pages are fucking blank. $50, $50 New York Times bestseller. Let's go, my guy. I would fucking love it. That just, would be just hilarious. To all, those, to all those involved, thank you. He, you know, he thinks, he thinks fucking, who was it? Um, ah, what company was he with before? Or was it just Sony? Uh, Konami. Konami, thinking I, I was gonna say Kojima. I'm like, nah, that's a that's, no, <laughs> that's <okay."> him. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. he's like, and finally, for inspiration for this, thank you for Konami. Chapter one, I'm making another Silent Hill game. Boom. I know. <laughs> and then it's just a bunch of cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah. This is 200 pages of cardboard boxes. <laughs> or like, I don't know. Has, has, has his has his podcast started? 
Uh, I believe it has. It's in Japanese, okay. though. But yeah, I was gonna say if it hasn't started yet, first episode. Hello, I'm Kojima. And before we start, um, just like let's announce, I'm making a Silent Hill game. Okay, that's in this episode. Ending in my ending in my series. No more podcasts. Goodbye. <laughs> Boom. And just 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 oh says it. Oh my god. But, yeah, that'd be crazy. But yeah, man. Universe. When I read this, there's so much hope, because. I'm, not, I'm like, man, I was like, man, Drill talks about Kojima every time he opens his mouth all the time. I'm like, is this how you feel? <laughs> like hope, like like every time he like does something. He's such an amazing he, like he make he makes a fake, he makes a quote unquote fake gaming studio. And the last time this happened, it turned out to be a real fucking game. So it's like, oh Yeah, man, the 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 Kojima detectives are on the prowl, but we're getting a little tired, you know. We just don't know what's gonna happen at this point. You know, so we'll see. Cause I would still love as I remember, we were talking. I want to say we were talking to church as far as just like how he did like a an announcement, but not really an announcement. As far as like, I still want to work with uh, you know Guillermo del Toro like on like a scary game, but here's this oh, game instead. You know and then I mean? yeah, and then at, at the video at the video game awards, Guillermo del Toro was there, yeah, literally saying he would love to work with Kojima again for a Silent Hill like game. Yeah, and we're just like. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, somebody listen to these people and sign a deal. God damn it. But yeah. again, you know, I would love for Scalebound to come out. Um, yeah. I would like for it to keep its ex- exclusivity like it did. Um, and at least on the, again, at least in the rumors thing, for me, a lot of, I know, even I'm in, not the, you know, the biggest into rumors, at least with Kojima, because they're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. But it was interesting how fucking much he was mentioning Starfield like on his, on his socials. That dude was like, that dude was all over it. When Starfield, when when that one Starfield teaser came out, which came out with the release date um, earlier this year, later, late, later last year, I forget. He's excited um, for it. He, it was a lot of stuff. So I'm like, is he going to be, is he, is he an Easter egg? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I was mentioning in jail real quick, you, uh, we were mentioning with this, just to comment down the back real quick something we were mentioning beforehand hmm. you mentioned how how much uh emphasis sony is putting on um fucking the multimedia multimedia stuff and xbox is just fuck it no again like nose on the grind fucking making games making acquisitions making game pass more valuable you know fucking more putting more focus in the x cloud adding more games to the x cloud yeah. just really things that are shifting like xboxes or microsoft's uh, Microsoft's goals, but as well as almost like the industries with like with industries accessibility, you know, via xCloud. Yeah. Like you were saying, how like it feels around the it feels like again, like you said, Xbox and Sony have like they they swapped because again, because because when when Phil Spencer came in, this was the this was this was the reverse. Xbox was failing because they were putting so much emphasis on Xbox TV and on the Connect, and Sony was just like, ha, fuck you, we have Last of Us. <laughs> right. Right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It seems like it's it, it seems like the, the tables have turned. But you know, thank God for Phil Spencer. You know, like you said, he's just he's got his ear to the ground. He understands what gamers want, and he really transcends that to his leadership. As far as like this is needs to be the focus, and uh, I can't thank him enough for that. Even though I'm a Sony fan, I just love what he's doing in the gaming industry, kind of keeping the preserve. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. they're they're the masters of preservation right now because even um, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're next to Nintendo. Like, I'm like, damn near. You know what I mean? Are they getting there? But, like, as far as for, um, I was going to say, 
the only thing that hurts is that for Game Pass, because we get so connected to some of these games, even the games like we don't really play, but we know they're there, and we're like, oh, that game's there, but I'll play it later. Like uh, Final Fantasy twelve, amongst a bunch of other games, they're like not going to be on the store anymore. And I was like, oh, I was like, that hurts more than like, you know, oh, this won't be on Netflix anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it- but the but the one thing I will say is the one thing I will say is before games go off Game Pass, they do like their good job of like it's discounted, which is cool. Yes, that is that is neat. Um, so. I was gonna say uh, two things real quick. Number one, I mentioned it. And I'll just mention passing. Uh, remember this year, this year I think Microsoft's big like keyword you're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot. Uh, if if Xbox does another showcase or E three. This is the word you hear a lot in gaming this year, accessibility. Last year, we heard it as a almost a derogative because the running joke was game journalists suck at games. <laughs> and so we so access, so accessibility came up a lot with, again, just making fun of game journalists sucking at games like I can't play Doom <laughs> um, to like Sony making an AI to make games easier for game journalists. Um, again, that was a running joke. But now, like now it's like, no, hey, no, we, let's make again let's make games accessible like if there is difficulty and like i think you and i the more we grow up the more responsibilities we have like i'm really like taking a step back i'm like okay that does make sense especially me playing fallen order you know me playing knights of the republic and xbox original game where you know i'm putting i'm putting all my i'm putting all my stats into attack defense and my life points so much the fact that um intelligence and wisdom i have negative bonuses <laughs> so my force powers suck but when it comes to me holding a lightsaber, I kill the world um, to like wrecking that then playing fallen order of like, okay, this game's kind of hard. <laughs> right, um, right. And so, you know, there are, there are times, you know, it just kind of does suck when like, you know, getting the older we get, the more responsibilities we get our window for playing games is, is less um, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis of how long we can play games. So it does kind of, it kind of, you know, it does suck to like come home after like a 10 hour day. You're like, let me play this game. I can't fucking beat it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I think, I think collectively in a productive way, we made that, we've made that slowly made the mental shift of going from, haha, you can't play doom to like, Hey, fallen order is harder than I think it should be. <laughs> like I hit this guy with a lightsaber more than once and he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so again, that's going to be a thing of focus on that. As we mentioned with Phil Spencer, uh, and then the other thing I want to mention in quick, just in quick Game Pass news that I was excited for, we mentioned before uh, before we start recording, Atomic Heart, a game I've been waiting for years. Yeah, yeah. So that the do do we have a date for when that's gonna be Game Pass? Uh, it's day one. Nice. What the day is, I don't know offhand. <laughs> nice. uh, but that's the game I was looking for for years. To, <clears throat> in terms of aesthetics, the easiest, in terms of aesthetics, the easiest way, to, easiest way to describe it, it looks like it looks like Russian Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great description. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I remember seeing some trailers for that, and I was like, that looks pretty dope. So uh, I'm excited that uh, some Game Pass. No exact date. 2022 is still what I have on the thing. So definitely we should probably be seeing something uh, from that on uh, this year's E3 as well, so that should be exciting to see. Uh, Q4 is the t- Q4 2022 is right now. Okay. Also, real quick, they launched a trailer. So the trailer, real quick, for Atomic Heart, the, tra- the trailer that dropped, saying that it, one, it's going to be on Game Pass, two, that it comes out this year. It's weird. So, Joe, watch the trailer, and when it when it shows its release date, it's like 
asterisk, 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 Ember 2022. But when you fill in all the months it could be, nothing works. Nothing fits September, October, um, not not October, November, December. Like all the ones that end in Ember, nothing worked. So I'm like, (laughs) I remember 2022. It's like, what? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe interesting, but okay. but just but yeah, it's just, it just weird that it was like it was like you know asterisk 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 Ember, twenty twenty two. Now of course if someone posts that like Arthur, it's clearly December stupid. I did see a nine in the morning. I was kind of hungover, but um, <laughs> I, again there was again when it was like five asterisks, and I'm like September. No, yeah, no, oh, maybe. Right. Oh well, again it was nine in the morning. I was hungover, but um, mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, at nine in the morning with uh, hair of the dog, I can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's check that out. Definitely. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for that. Um, any lasting things, Arthur, before we close out, I, I bought, I told, I was talking to you off, off uh, air. I bought Sifu. So I will be playing yes. that. I will be playing that tonight. Uh, nice. that, that'll be one of my goals, uh, starting that up. Uh, so, but anything on your end? Oh, and obviously we had a previous episode where we talked about how the, there's so much difficulty of the, the, the bleak future of Arthur not being able to get an Xbox yeah. fridge. Lo and yeah. behold, as you see right before you. <laughs> I almost knocked on my lamp. <laughs> he managed to get an Xbox fridge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and while we're, while my housemate, Ivan and I were shopping for like, again, our, our, our Super Bowl party supplies, <laughs> snacks, and just cleaning things. Um, we just happened to pass the electronic session because we were thinking about getting a sound bar for our TV um because you know we mentally budgeted x y and z we're like okay let's split 50 50 for a decent soundbar um for the super bowl and then i was like why is there an xbox by the tvs <gasps> and, <then> like, <laughs> and then uh we grabbed the last two nice awesome. so um yeah it's a 1.5 the one scale so it's slightly bigger it's really cool um you can see from the front it has the light where the logo is like on the xbox um, the disc tray is there, but of course it's for aesthetics only. But like on the like on the like on the Xbox Series X, with the USB in the front it has a functioning USB, which I think is hilarious. Oh wow! Um, uh, it's like uh, internal wise, it's kind of small. You can fit like four or six scans. Put put it yeah. Put it this way: if you're gonna put if you're put it this way if you're if you're gonna put what I'm gonna put in it, beer go with cans yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh it can fit like six to eight cans depending on how you put in it uh oh, bottles yeah. like the tall bottles fits like four um but yeah you can tell you can, yeah, you, again it is a mini it is a mini fridge so um don't expect to put you know if you're if you put this in your dorm don't put you're not going to put like a week you're not, you're not going to fit your fucking groceries in it right <laughs> uh but it is just it the is, essentials <laughs> but it is cool it does it 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 gets pretty powerful and cold to the point where it tells you hey if you're saving electricity if you want to save electricity turn it off when you're not using it because like yeah like i put when i put my my stellar artois there uh the, the glass bottles i'm like it's pretty fucking cold and i even looked more into the thing they're like yeah it's advice to like again it's advised like again for energy saver you can there's like a little switch just boop boop on and off nice and it was again it was just, it was the advertised advertised price 99 bucks so um yeah like i said when i posted like when i got it fuck you scalpers i got one <laughs> well congrats to you out there i think that's a good uh way to end the show here for the gamers yeah. podcast <laughs> each and every saturday discussing all things games 
Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. That's me, now with the Xbox Mini Fridge. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will see you next week. Bye.